When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. finds a way as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it does. It does. In the immortal in the words of Mr. Jeff Goldblum, of course, um, who, by the way, is a Houston Astros fan. Little known fact. Um, just made that up. They I don't want to smear. I don't want to smear his name. Um, I really like Houston. Um, that's my Jeff Goldblum impression. But, but Jen, um, let's talk about, let's talk about the week that was, man. Let's talk about the week that was. Uh, w- what did you think about what we saw with the Coyote the coyote. You still haven't isolated that yet? No, I just like you doing it instead. It makes me laugh. Christian's got to pay me a lot more money to do that on a weekly basis. I'm sorry. I don't think it's in the, I don't think my soundboard is in our budget. It's just me making all these sounds for myself. Right. Right. That sounds, that sounds about right. Everyone's saying the sound is good. So we appreciate you. Um, but what do you think? The kid, the fine, young, tenderoni, my guy, Brendan, the kid, Meyer. And if you find the tenderoni, that is right for you. I mean, he's going to snap if you keep playing this, but I enjoy the music break. We have to. Uh, listen, are we allowed to talk spoilers right now? I believe so. PLD, do you see any reason we shouldn't be talking spoilers right now? Dropped. It's live. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, I love where your head's at. Uh, Look, this was a fantastic match. It was probably one of the best matches that we've seen in in the Schmodown singles tournament so far. That said, everyone should be excited about the future of the Schmodown because these are two younger competitors, and they they absolutely lit up this match together, and I cannot wait to see the rematch one day between these two. Yeah, um, I, I really did enjoy the match. Obviously, Adam Collins is continuing his tear through the singles tournament. I would say that he might be a favorite to win. I don't know. But as far as Brendan the Kid Meyer goes, look, man, I love the kid. Everyone knows that I love the kid. I got a lot of love for him. And I think, though, it will be interesting to see what he does in teams next week. But I think, though, as far as his singles career has gone this season, 
it seems is it just me or is he overthinking everything? You know, especially um, with the with the um, I Tanya question that he had, it just seemed that he got himself got into his own mind and he and he really just didn't think it through. That nervous energy, all the caffeine this man has hopped up on with a mixture of five hour five hour energy and maybe a shot of espresso has gotten to the kid's brain, and uh, he just slipped up on that one, which ended up costing him the match. Yeah, it was really sad how that ended up because then they wouldn't have had to go to sudden death. Uh, but that said. I, I don't necessarily know if he's like overthinking it so much as I think he feels like he has a lot to live up to, especially after the way he played last season. And so when you are that hyped, you want the ability to live up to that. Say like when a player gets a really big contract in their sports career, Brad, you and I both know this. Sometimes mm-hmm. that next year is kind of a down year for them. And everybody sits there and kind of bags on them and says, well, look, see, he wasn't worth all that money that we paid him. And I think that he thought he had so much of his team, especially after, after Bibbs got knocked out, he felt like, he had so much writing on his shoulders in terms of carrying his team that it just essentially the pressure just imploded in on him. Yeah, I think that there might be something to that. You see the differences between a player who's going into a contract year versus the one who's just coming out of one. I think that you're absolutely right. Sometimes when they're in that contract year, they're going to ball out. And then once yes. they get it, you know, they chill out. It's just kind of the way that the league. It's kind of the way the league goes, and, and I people think don't realize that's not the time you let up on the gas. Like you, just when you, it's like even when you're in a entertainment business, you get the job and you've worked your butt off to get that job. That just means you hit the foot on the gas even harder because that's when the real work starts. That's when everybody's going to see the product that you've been working on. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and I think though, but the thing about with the kid, um, he's still. On, on his rise, and and I think that even though he's n- no longer technically a rookie, as we might call him, I think that Brendan the Kid Meyer is still working on becoming a master of the game. And right now, I don't want to feel like I'm hating on Adam Collins at all because the man's been doing incredible stuff, but he's right in that wave of the the rookie luck. You know what I mean? Beginner's what? luck. No, 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 no. This is not beginner's luck. You're acting like this guy hasn't carved his way through the fan leagues to get to where he is today. Shannon saw that. Shannon saw that, and she just fine-tuned a little, polished that stone, and that's why we we have the coyote in the form that he's in now. But please don't act like he wasn't game-tested in the fan leagues because, let's face it, a lot of the new talent, a lot of the big talent you're going to be seeing that's going to be the future of the Schmodown is coming out of those fan leagues. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but at the at the end of the day, Big those those love. other leagues aren't the movie trivia showdown. So this is where you got to play on the big stage, and he's playing so far. He's doing a really good job. But, but there are guys that, like there there are guys. Hold on, there are guys like Michael Carter Williams, who is a rookie of the year, right? What at? Where is he now? No one knows, right? He's hiding under a rock somewhere. Maybe he's going to play for the Kings. Who the hell knows? But my my point in saying this is. A lot of times people impress us in their first year in any sport. Can they continue that success into the next? Can they ride the wave? I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that Adam Collins is riding, riding a wave right now. I think also a lot of it has to do with the medium in which we're playing the sport right now, though, Brad. Like when you think about it, a lot of the people that have struggled this year that we're not used to seeing struggle, they're used to being in a studio. They're used to feeding off that live energy from that crowd. And these kids haven't had to do that, you know? They've been playing at home, which is the same way the fan leagues play. So it's like there's, there's very low pressure stakes in terms of being able to perform 
You know what I mean? You get all the takes you want when you're doing your promos. You, you know, you get to sit in the comforts of your living room, your den, your office and play in a, an environment that feels comfortable to you because they say the way that you actually perform the best is if you prepare in the same way. Mm-hmm. So like if you prepare the way that you're going to be playing, AKA in the same environment, in the same style, the odds of you performing well in that moment when the test is being given much better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I had a coach tell me a long time ago, it's it, practice only makes perfect when you practice perfect. And it seems as though that Adam Collins has been doing that and he's he's grown accustomed to playing in this way and his experience in the fan leagues obviously helped him in there as well. But now next week, lightning struck once, it struck twice. Will it strike thrice? Because we're going to see lightning Liz Shannon Miller versus the Coyote Adam Collins. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. No, it only no. can you do it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Kevin's been teaching me. My little puppy Kevin's been teaching me. Yeah, no, he sounds good. He sounds like he's on point. But that's who <laughs> that's who we're gonna see next week um in the next round of this movie trivia showdown tournament. What do you think of those two? Because Liz has also looked unstoppable. Someone who's going into her sophomore year of the movie trivia showdown, if you will, beat chance, beat bibs. Now she's going up against somebody like Adam Collins, who she has more experience than technically. How do you think they match up? I think it's a fantastic matchup. Uh, I'm really curious to see uh, if, if Collins can hang with someone like Liz Shannon Miller that we know has always had the knowledge, but I don't mm-hmm. know if she had the confidence in terms of her game plan going in. And I feel like she's the kind of player that has blossomed under having a faction behind her, a faction and a manager that believes in her has absolutely changed the way that this woman plays the game. And I feel like she is going to be one of the ones to watch going forward. Uh, that said, I don't put anything past the Coyote at all or Shannon because I'm sure she has a game plan already tailored to her. I think that they are the type of faction that looks one match ahead, seeing what the next thing is going to be. Not saying that they're looking past Liz Shannon Miller, but that's how confident Shannon is in his ability to perform, especially under pressure, and to just always have a game plan going into it. So there's no there's no struggle in terms of like getting ready for someone or trying to figure out a plan of attack because they've already thought two steps ahead. You know, what's that? They're, uh, they're playing chess, 4d chess, 4d chess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've never what even fourth D <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to explore that either. <laughs> um, moving right along. We want to remind everybody who's watching right now, make sure you share, like, subscribe on the YouTube channel, hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment. Tell all your friends about us and also streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. You want to interrupt the show? You know how to do it. If you want to ask Jen and I a question, we will answer every single one of them as they come in. Go to streamlabs.com slash the schmodown and we will get to the lowdown a little bit later. Question. Could the schmobot like interrupt us and give us like, could it make a coyote sound? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that would be a really interesting test for someone to figure out how they could Make it, you know, you uh, onomatopoeia, if you will, use onomatopoeia. You know, have those sound words. I think that I think that someone out there is creative, way more creative than me. I don't know what amalgamation of letters you put together to get that, but I'm sure it can be done. Best of luck, everyone! I can't wait to see what you come up with. We're just gonna get random vowels interrupting us the rest of the show. <laughs> that would be great. I would love that. But why don't we get into our? Uh, let's get into our next segment here. Our first segment. This is. Rapid fire. We're going to have five different questions that Jen and I are both going to debate, and we will talk about them. We want you to be involved in the chat. Let us know who you think is right or wrong. The first question up 
in rapid fire. You see it on the lower third below me. Does Mike Kalinowski belong on Mount Rushmore? You see what he said? Not Rushmore, but Rushmore. Does Mike Kalinowski, the killer, KO, leader of corruption, does he belong on the Mount Rushmore, the movie TV Schmodown? I'm going to say 100% yes. I feel like Mike is one of those players that is constantly overlooked for his contributions to the game. Uh, he's, And I don't know if it's because he's a heel or, or what it is exactly, but for some reason, people love to root against this guy. And if anything, that just shows me how good he is at his job. Uh, you know, performance aside, though, Mike knows his stuff. He knows his trivia. And the fact that he's able to be as good and as dominant of a player as he is in a game that's evolved so much, I feel like you can't talk about this this, this game without putting him in the top four or five competitors in the entire history of it. But that's just me. That's my take on it so far. How do you feel about it, Brad? Um, Dan Merle. Okay. John Roca. Okay. Rachel Cushing. Clark Wolf, Mark Riley, hmm. Sam Levine, yeah. Ben Bateman. These are you all would names. put Ben Bateman on the Rushmo. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. We are going to fight. We are going to fight. This is not the debate. I am speaking. <laughs> William, <laughs> the Bib Beast, Bibiani. These are all names that come to my mind, including his partner Chance the Cobra Ellison. These are all names that come to my mind first. I am not saying that Mike Kalinowski doesn't have a, a, a an argument that can be made for him as being one of the greatest players of all time and taking up one of those four spots on Mount Rushmore or Mount Rushmore. But if anything, he's taking what I like to call the Teddy Roosevelt spot is, did he really earn that? I don't know. But, Excuse me. This isn't the president's head races at the Nationals games, okay? He absolutely earned that. Uh, but, and he didn't cheat to do it. But my, my point is, I think that Mike has – Still something to prove because, yes, he is a team's champion. Sure, absolutely, he is. He is a team's champion, but really, Chance Ellison is the, the root of that team. I'm He's sorry, the one. inner geekdom? No, no, that doesn't count either? Well, well, Mike, you know, it's like Ronda Rousey. When we talk, Mike Kalinowski, to me, is like Ronda Rousey. When we talk about Ronda Rousey, of course, we have to give her props for what she was able to do in bringing women's MMA to the UFC. However, you have to, Brad, or she'd beat your ass. But that's besides the point. May, maybe mine. But we know she couldn't. Amanda Nunes, Holly Holm. Once she got in there with competitors who were better than she was, she got exposed to a certain extent. Mike Kalinowski is very good when he was playing in the Inner Geekdom in his era. But Mike couldn't even beat his own partner in the Inner Geekdom tournament. So, therefore, I think that we have uh, an argument to be made for Mike Kalinowski, but Maybe for inner geek them out, Rushmo. Overall, he's got he's got a lot more to go if he's going to uh, make the boats top four. What does he have to do in order to in order to impress you all? Like he is consistently in the top of in the end of every single tournament for the, if I, with, except for this singles tournament. The singles tournament was just not it. Just it was just kind of one of those the fate you know the wheel take it the wheel give it the way whatever whatever the phrase is. He had bad luck. That said, there's been plenty of times when that wheel has been on his side. In fact, they've made rules to counter for Kalinowski in the fact that, like, Bond can't be on there a certain amount of time. Like, that's ridiculous, okay? It's a crutch. No, the guy's good at what he's good at. No one, no one, gave, no one gave Clark Wolf the same kind of garbage for being good at horror, and I will never take anything away from her. She's a phenomenal player. But that said, we all knew that if she spun horror, the game was over. Over for the other player. 
But the, the, the true greats of this game, Clark Wolf included, they are able to expand their horizons and not have to rely on their go-tos. Think about the great in any sport. Let's think about Michael Jordan. Think about LeBron James. What, can you say they're just great at one particular thing? Or are they great at almost everything when they touch the hardwood of the basketball court? I think that Mike Kalinowski is great at some things. Is he great at everything? No. Or Perry Nimroff, who hasn't dusted off her movie trivia schmodown gear in a year and a half or more, couldn't just get up out of bed and wipe the floor with Mike Kalinowski. I, I, if you're an elite-level player, that's not going to happen to you. And don't anyone bring up Andrew Guy. No one bring up Andrew Guy to me when you're talking about Dan Murrow. That's a whole different scenario. I know someone's going to okay, say okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Collins, Roca, you're gonna you're gonna tell me. Okay, if you had to put Mike and Roca up against each other right now in the current way that this game is playing out, you're telling me that Mike couldn't hang. You're telling me that Mike couldn't beat Roca in the way that this season has unfolded. Then why well, would you put Roca on that mountain and not Mike? But 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 we're not talking about we're not but, being but, but, prisoners but, 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 of the but, but, moment. But, but. We're not being prisoners of the moment, Miss Jen Sturger. We're talking about their overall body of work in the movie trivia showdown, and everything has to come into play right now. John Roca versus Mike Kalinowski. I would still give the edge to John Roca, but you know who knows. But when he's we talk about the- but but here's the thing. Mike Kalinowski has proven that he's good at more than one thing. You say that he's this like one note player. He's really not. He's held the belt in intergeekdom. He's held the belt in teams. He'll 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 hold the belt in singles. I I truly fully believe that. Well, it must be nice to live in your world. What do y'all think? Do y'all think that Mike Kalinowski belongs on Mount Rushmore, or does he not? I don't know. Y'all y'all tell us in the comments section. I think that Jen, you know, you got to take you got to bring it down here. We're only in question one. All right, you're only in question one. Just relax. All right, I'm really salty after. I'm really salty after like life. Anyways, go ahead. Don't get hot about it. But we have another one. You know, Mike Kalinowski, you went winless in the singles tournament, obviously, losing to Perry Nemiroff. But several competitors have gone winless this year. We have seen some of the best and most highly sought-after prospects not get the job done. In your opinion, who was the best winless competitor this year in the movie Trivia Schmodown? Hmm. I feel like I would have to say Paul Preston. Like, I feel like he's, he's one of those players that I feel like has all the knowledge in the world. Uh, it's just luck has not been on his side in terms of competition, you know? And that's, that's what I look at. Um, I, I enjoy watching him play. I think he's incredibly knowledgeable, you know, being part of the movie, when he was part of the movie guys, especially I felt like he carried that team uh, in terms of knowledge. But he just, for whatever reason, just can't get over the singles hump. Yeah, that that match that he had with Eric Zipper was pretty, um, pretty, pretty. I mean, I was there. I was on the desk, and I I just didn't believe it as it was unfolding. You know, uh, Paul Preston was somebody who came into the league last year. Again, a lot of hype, a lot of praise. Everybody knew that he was going to be a big deal. And then him and when him and Paul, or excuse me, when Paul and Tom were created, him and Tom were put together. Again, we're thinking this is the team who's going to take it all. Now, of mm -hmm. course, they have an opportunity to do that in this upcoming team's tournament, but we saw what happened to them earlier this year. It didn't go their way. I, I almost tend to agree with you that Paul Preston would be the best winless competitor of season seven, except there's somebody who I think is a bigger name than that. Somebody who really, when you want to talk about coming to a, coming into a league and doing something that had not been done up until that point and really tearing through all of his competition, 
We talk about official movie trivia Schmodown matches this year. Kevin the Smasher Smets. You know, Kevin the Smasher Smets. He is the he was the inner geekdom champion of the world. He beat the aforementioned Mike Kalinowski in a pretty crushing, depressing, and decisive victory at the Schmodown Spectacular number four. Well, for one side. <laughs> yes, for one side. Uh, uh, at the Schmodown Spectacular four, he's going to expect, he's, I'm going to go to New York City. So he's training. He's eating, he's saying his prayers. He's eating his vitamins. He's doing all the things that they used to talk about in 1980s Wheaties, wrestling promos. Yeah, Wheaties. Wheaties, the whole nine, right? Breakfast of champions. And then scheduling doesn't work out with him and Mara in New York for, for a variety of reasons. Pushes it back. Then it doesn't happen again. Pushes it back. Well, then it's like, hey, you're going to play the winner of Mike and Chandra. Oh, Mike doesn't want to play. Okay, okay, we're trying to figure this out. Pandemic hits. Virtual atmosphere. What do we do with title belts? We can't figure this out. Pushes it back, pushes it back, pushes it back. It's He is one of the best athletes, if you want to use that word in the history of the movie, Trevor Schmodown. The man trains. He really puts his entire body into it. And for him to, in his only match, and his first title defense, lose to Chandru and lose that Intergeekdom Championship, not only was it shocking, I know for him, it was probably the biggest disappointment in his professional career for obvious reasons. Because we know the potential that Kevin Smets has. For that reason, I think that he is the best winless competitor that we've seen thus far in season seven. It's funny just because I, I just don't even, I don't even think of him as a, as a loser. I don't think of him as someone that's lost because he hasn't been able to compete this year the way we thought he would. And honestly, that rematch happens again. That rematch happens again in front of a crowd. I don't feel like it plays out that way. I truly don't. Um, I do think that he suffered from a little bit of ring rust in terms of just not having the ability to compete. And people can say, oh, he had exhibition matches, but that doesn't, when there's nothing on the line, when there's, when you're not holding a belt in your lap going, I could be putting this in the USPS to send to somebody else at the end of this match. It's not the same feeling as sitting there playing an exhibition game where it's like a one note game about one specific category. It's just totally different. And so, man, I hadn't even thought about it that way. Yeah. It, I feel you like know, you won this round. I don't know. I feel like, the, I feel like we both make valid points because Paul Preston, the ceiling is so high for him and we haven't been able to see him achieve the things that Kevin Smets has. Kevin Smets has won the championship. Sure. So we know that he's kind of reached the top of the mountain in his given division. Paul Preston is still climbing. He's still itching. I don't know and how we ended up to in, get that belt. And that his route to get that belt was absolutely insane. Yeah, you know I don't I mean? know how it's, we ended up agreeing with one another, uh, each other's picks. That, that we're shouldn't like, oh, happen. Wow. But oh, like, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Thing, <laughs> we almost just switched. <laughs> I think that we started like arguing that's how for that's each other's to picks. work. That's <laughs> yeah, not. Okay. Well, let's talk about another guy who is really the talk of the movie Trivia Schmodan at all times. Um, you want to talk about someone who had a great spectacular. This man had a win at spectacular. Actually, he had two. He ended up hoisting the championship over his head at the end of that event. We're talking about Ben Bateman. Then Ben Bateman went into a rematch with uh, dangerous Dan Merle. You know, we saw what happened in February 29th before the world shut down in Atlanta, Georgia. It was the greatest match that I have ever seen in the history of the movie trivia showdown. Ben Bateman isn't able to pull it off in overtime. Then, we see the rematch. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. 
derails Ben Bateman, and really not only derails him, he seems a bit demented, if you will, sort of like his partner Andrew Guy, and he was saying with pretty strong conviction he is not expecting to play for the Finstock Exchange next year. He is having his Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors moment. My question for you, Jen Sturger, where does he end up? Mm, this is a tough one. It really, I think it all depends on his headspace and where he's at at the end of this season. If he uh, if he goes to the light side, you know, I think he'd be a great fit on something like the usual suspects. Pair him with somebody like an Ethan Irwin when it comes to teams. Uh, that said, and possibly, you know, we could reunite him and Andrew Guy. That said, I don't feel like that's the headspace Ben Bateman is in right now. I feel like this is a darker Ben Bateman. This is a a desperate Ben Bateman, if you will, an angry, angry Ben Bateman. And I feel like that could corrupt somebody. Wow. So you think he's going to end up with corruption? Look, it's either going to end up being corruption or possibly the dungeon. But those are my two places that I honestly feel like are going to be gunning for someone of his caliber. Whether or not Shannon will have room for him on the roster is honestly, that's the real question. Because look, she's done such a good job. She doesn't necessarily need to go after a big fish like Ben Bateman. But if he wanted to play for her, I can't see any planet that Shannon would turn him down. Wow, you make a really great point. But I think that Ben Bateman needs as great as we, as much as we love Bobby Gucci. I mean, I love, we all love Bobby Gucci. I think that he needs somebody. You remember the scene in Men in Black where Will Smith was calling Tommy Lee Jones old and busted and then pointing at himself and saying new hotness, old and busted, new hotness. New hotness. Yeah, 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 right, right. So I think that in this particular instance for Ben Bateman, I'm looking through his eyes and perspective. Bobby Gucci, Tom Dagnino, is old and busted. Winston Marshall is new hotness. Now, I said that Winston Winston was going to have the most difficult pick uh, last week of selecting his three players that he's going to keep. But if you have Ben Bateman, it makes it a little bit easier. Let me just say this. A team of Ben Bateman and Paul Oyama. That is a frightening thought for everybody in the movie Trivia Schmodown. Winston Marshall better put on his best recruiting cap and go after Ben Bateman with very, very strong, strong emotional appeal to him and saying, do you want to go down as the greatest of all time? You've already won one championship. Let's get you that team's title. So then people will really say, Mike Kalinowski, who? You mean the other extremely handsome man with a punchable face? No, we're going to talk about Ben Bateman and Ben Bateman only going forward. I think that Winston Marshall and and Paul Oyama and, and Chandru as your top three for Winston Marshall, that is the one that you should do. You're assuming that Chandru leaves this season with that belt, and it's really, really adorable that you Did are. you know that he has a PhD? Were you aware of that fact? I was going to say punchable head. It's the last one. <laughs> What's the D? New rule. We just don't say <laughs> the letter D on this show ever again. It seems to get us into some trouble. But uh, but but I think that Chandru ends up with the belt. But even if he does it, just think about the concept of having Paulo Yamba and Ben Bateman on the same team. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, but that said, I've really enjoyed the chemistry between Oyama and Lon. And so it, it, that's a that's a tough team. When I look at teams that I want to stay together, that's a team that I hope I hope makes it through. I truly do. 
Yeah, we, we shall see. Let's get PLD in on this one. PLD, I know that you're there. Uh, you work very closely with Ben Bateman. You work with Andrew Guy on the on the Action Army. Uh, who do you think that they end up with? Who do you think Ben Bateman ends What's up with? What's the word on the street? What's the yeah, word on the street? Give us some inside uh, scoop. The inside scoop's nothing. I'm gonna, but I'll tell you what I feel. I feel the dungeon. That's what I feel. I feel that Kevin Smets and Kaiser get along really well with him. The dungeon needs an elite player in the lead. He got they got Smets as the face of the dungeon, but he's an intergeeking player. They need that singles slash team player to lead the team. Bateman is that guy. And Bateman, let's say he's got a little bit of an ego. He wants to be that that top dog. He doesn't want to be with the Merles anymore. He doesn't want to be with the Paulyama. He doesn't want to be with anybody who can compete with them. He wants to be the man. And with, with Kevin Smets and with Kaiser, he can be the man. You might have to dirty up his, uh, his suit a little bit to get in the dungeon, but they'll make that work, I think. Hey, why don't you think that they could maybe spruce up the dungeon a little bit? It might be time that they hired one of those maids that you see written on the sides of vans out here. You never know. <laughs> That is true. They are, and definitely could clean that up just a little bit. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Ben Bateman brings class to the dungeon. <laughs> Anything is possible uh, in the movie to be Schmodown, especially we learned that this season. I don't think that next season will be any different. Where do y'all think Ben Bateman's going to end up? Please leave your comment in the chat. If you haven't hit that thumbs up, do it. And also streamlabs.com slash Schmodown. baby. That's how we keep this thing going. If you like gin on this show, if you like PLD on this show, if you want to see more of the boat, we need you to send in those stream labs. We really do appreciate that. We have a couple more in our rapid fire. So, Jen, let me ask you this. Let's answer it rapid. Who is most likely to finish the season double belted? Ooh, Chance Ellison. Really? You yes, think Chance really. is going to get Why the job done? So shocked about yes, I do think Chance is going to get the job done. I think he's he's been hungry for this for a long time, and I think that with Shannon in his corner and the way that that whole faction has been firing on a different level right now, I think he's going to be more than prepared going into Spectacular. I think that Chance, it's a, it, it is a great pick. Chance is a great pick. I follow your logic. We saw what he did in the Inner Geetham tournament. We saw what he did in that match against the Founding Fathers. But here's the thing. A pissed-off Dan Merle is a scary Dan Merle. It's a Dan Merle that we've seen a couple times. And when he peeks out, he is like Jaws in Jaws the Revenge. He is coming for everybody, right? This time... Is that the one where Jaws is mad that his brother got murdered or... <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, I've only it's seen the it one, like it, It's the one where there's this... I just listened to Dan Merle's episode. That's why I made the reference to it. But oh. it's the one where the shark has like this psychic vibration for the Brody family and follows them all the way to the Bahamas to kill them. But um, that's, wow. neither here nor, that's neither here nor wow. there. But for Dan, this time, it's personal. And I think that he still holds that, that, that loss, the founding father's loss. He holds it close to the best. And I don't see anybody... I don't see anybody. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. I don't see anybody beating Dan Merle for that singles championship. That is why the Founding Fathers will run the gambit in the tournament and they will find themselves in another championship match and dangerous Dan Merle will be double belted yet again for the second time this season. I see that happening, Jen. Am I crazy or am I not? I'd like to know what you've been drinking. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you really want to know. It's actually kind of odd what, I, what I've been drinking. I, you, I, I think that it's far more likely. We've seen what, look, when you're at Dan's level, when you're at John's level, the thing that you have to worry about, you don't have to worry about knowledge. You don't have to worry about your ability. The only thing you have to worry about when you're that good is your motivation. 
I think the other thing you have to worry about is your partner being a liability. And let's face it, John Roca has not fared well during this new era of the Schmodown while we're playing from home. He doesn't have that. It's like he's not able to channel that that team energy that he has when he's playing right next to Merle. He hasn't had it. He hasn't had that spark that we're used to seeing from the outlaw. And I think you are delusional if you think that they have any chance of getting back, those belts back by the end of the year. Well, I With think some that- respect on corruption's name. What first do they have all, to do? What do they have to do to get your respect? First of all, when, when did you become such a big corruption fan? Last week they were your pick. Now Mike Kalinowski belongs on Mount Rushmore. You're 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 siding with Chance Ellison. I don't even recognize who I'm talking to anymore at this point. And here's the thing: I like Chance. I was the one who said it before everybody else. I was the one who said that Chance Ellison was going to be a champion by the end of last season, and he did it. He did it. The punk knows. That's why you got to listen to me at this point. That's why you got to listen to me. I'm a man who knows things, Jen Sturger, and I know that dangerous Dan Merle is going to get the job done like he has done so many times. You know, you can count on him. You can count on him like church on Sunday. It's going to go down with dangerous Dan Merle. It's just what I think. It's just what I think. Y'all let us know. Y'all let us know uh, what you think. Sound off in the chats. And here is our final question to get to in rapid fire which rookie team jen is most likely to make it out of the first round of the team's tournament hmm. isn't it deception deception is a great name by the way uh, i love it i actually enjoy it because like i said neither of those of those two competitors anyone really saw coming uh that said i think as as rookies go uh you you can't you can't go wrong riding with Adam Collins at this point. I think he's more than shown us that he's capable. And the fact that, uh, you know, his teammates equally prepared, I, I just feel like I'm, I, I feel like I'm sorry. I have to stick with, I have to stick with corruption. I should have thrown on a leather jacket before the show started. I know you're all corruption all the time. I think that you might be on the take a little bit. If we ever do get the, the uh, take. What? what, what, what? I'm on the saying. take. Yes. On the take with your takes. However, Shockingly, I disagree with you. I think that a team, here's the thing. If you want to think about rookie teams, sure. Sure, you could put two rookies in a team. But when I think about rookie teams, I think about people who are the first time teaming together, right? And you Uh, might want to go. I think you're stretching the rules here. I think you're bending the rules here to fit whatever scheme you're coming up with. But go ahead. No, you know. There have been several debates going on television. I think that maybe that might be a loose term. However, President Reagan said back in the day, I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. And that is what I'm pointing out when I talk about deception. Youth and inexperience. Fan leagues are one thing. Playing the game with the big boys is another. And that's why I think you need someone who has been dominant as a singles competitor, married with somebody who has been one of the greatest team players of all time. That's why the rookie team is going to take it all and get out of the first round. The Lethal Weapons, Ethan Irwin, Andrew Guy. That's a rookie team to me, Jen Sturger, and I think that they have the they have the goods to get the job done. Have I been worried about Andrew Guy this season? Absolutely, I have. Has he has he concerned me? We all saw what happened on that Smith and Jericho match. That is why he needs to be with somebody like Ethan Irwin, someone who can focus his energy and all those butterflies that are flying around or whatever's flying around in Andrew Guy can all line up and fly straight through the first round of that tournament and get the job done. 
I just don't feel like he's got it this year. I don't feel like he's got that magic that he had. He's not the same player right now that beat Dan Merle. When Andrew Guy shows up and he is ready to play, there's no stopping him. Like, he literally can go up against the goats. But that said, he hasn't been that guy for a while, and I think that we all need to stop being delusional about it. We saw the kind of player that Andrew Guy is this season under these circumstances, and I'm not entirely confident in Sam's pick in terms of breaking up the time machine in favor for lethal weapons. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not on board with it. I feel like Janine has not gotten her shot this season in terms of the kind of player she is. And I feel like she's one of those players that people have consistently underestimated and thought that she, you know, they they need to put some respect on her name. Uh, So that said, I politely disagree with you. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Again, Adam Collins has been impressive. Marisol McKee, even in defeat, has been impressive. Ethan Irwin has been that Ethan Irwin that we first saw. You know, last season, after he had that loss to Dan in January in New York uh, of 2019, he wasn't the same Ethan Irwin. But now, as they said in the Jay-Z song of American Gangster, he got that old thing back. You know, he's feeling himself again. He is the Ethan Irwin that we first saw big time, right? And big time lives with the big time. We've seen what he did against John Rocha. We saw how he almost got the job done against Dangerous Dan Merle. And I think that he, look, we know this about anybody in sports. When there's someone that great, as great as Ethan Irwin, people around them want to be better, right? You make me better. They, people want to be better. And I think Andrew Guy, respects Ethan Irwin so much. He loves Ethan Irwin so much, and he has such a big respect for this game. He is not going to phone in any performance in this singles in this team tournament. He's not going to do that. He is going to rise to the level of the Ethan, Ethan Irwin. We still don't know what deception looks like. They have never played a match. Does their chemistry add up? Do they make sense together? Do they complement each other like the colors on the wheel, right? I don't know. The thing that I do know, Ethan Irwin, a little bit older than Andrew Guy. Andrew Guy's got his bag. Ethan's got theirs. I think that they complement each other well, and they'll get the job done. Okay. Well, hey, why don't we move into our last question? This is our segment, Love It or Leave It, before we take our first and only break of this show. Here it is. Love it or leave it, Jim. Who has made the biggest impression on you in the singles tournament? I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Liz Shannon Miller or Adam Collins? Oh, you think you know, but you have no idea. Actually, I'm going to go with Liz Shannon Miller. What? You yes. don't make any I'm gonna sense I'm going to go with Liz me. Shannon Miller. I know. I, that's my husband says all the time, too. <laughs> but listen, if there's anyone that I've been incredibly impressed with in terms of her improvement, in terms of her improvement in her confidence in herself, it's Liz Shannon Miller. I feel like she's one of those players that was consistently kind of forgotten about because she's not necessarily one of the bigger personalities in the Schmodown. That said, now that she's got a faction behind her, now that she's finding a little bit more of an identity and a little bit more of a voice, I feel that she is playing her best game right now. And so there is, I really don't think people should be underestimating her going forward. Don't let the fancy hats fool you. She comes to play. Yeah, uh, I've been impressed by Lightning Liz Shannon Miller too, but for some reason, uh, I love her as well. I, 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 I will leave Adam Collins. I know that right now he's the rookie hype train. Everybody's jumping on board. But that five-pointer that Lightning Liz Shannon Miller pulled, that, that Pirates of the Caribbean, Harry Potter question, um, it was very impressive, man. It was so impressive. And we had her on last week. 
her 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 ability to not only put her knowledge to use, but also she's had luck on her side. Mm-hmm. Tank girl, anybody? I mean, what are the odds of that happening? So for that reason, I'm loving Liz. I'm leaving Adam. You're really painting Adam this season as like a Gardner Minshew. You know what I mean? Where it's like he gets those couple of really good statement wins under his belt. And people are like, oh, wow, is this guy for real? And you're, and he's got kind of this uh, this little bit of swag to him, that Uncle Rico vibe to him. And at the end of the day, it's like you're just waiting for him to fall off a cliff. You're, he's going to ride the Minshew train off the cliff, essentially, because that's the same train he's on. Uh, you know what? We'll see. I'm not saying that he will. But you got to show me a lot more than he showed me so far. You got to show me a lot more than stringing together three or four wins. Okay, that is impressive. I give it to you. I give it to you. I do. But what Liz has been able to do, that competition, the person who you think is going to be double belted at the end of this year, Chance Ellison, knocked her out. One of the most knowledgeable movie competitors of all time, William the Beast Bibiani, former singles champion, has a shot at becoming a team's champion next week. That guy beat him, right? So why would I think this might play out any different? That's why I love Liz, and I'm buying on her. I'm, bu- I'm buying stock in Liz Shannon Miller. Whatever she's selling, I bought it. I bought big, and I'm not selling until it comes due. But, Jen Starger, we got something special for the people on the other side of the break. We're going to be doing a little bit more of what we like to call Gucciisms. Is it Gucci? Is it not? I'm not sure. This is my favorite. This is my absolute favorite. But all of so, that and more. So dumb. All of that and more. Coming up next. Mike, you're going to get five questions here in the DCEU. Here's your first. In Justice League, we first see Wonder Woman following a terrorist bombing in which city? Five, four, three. Paris. It's incorrect. London. For two points. That's a big steal. steal. Now it's a five-point gap. All right. Here's the next one. In Aquaman, who voiced the king of the fishermen? King Raku. Dijman Hansu. Shaiman Hansu is correct. Nailed it. That's correct. All right. Okay. Question three. In Suicide Squad, when the squad is first assembled at the airport to get their clothes and weapons, who arrived in a large duffel bag? Captain Boomerang. Correct. Also, George Harkness. Two more. Two more. Two more. In Man of Steel, while in the interrogation room, using his X-ray vision, what does Superman say is also in Dr. Hamilton's breast pocket alongside with his ID badge? Five, four, three, two. The rule of lifesavers. Correct. <laughs> Deep cut and he nailed it. Okay. Last question. Last question. In Justice League, when Bruce points out Barry's special heat-resistant suit, what sport does Barry claim to use it for as a cover story? Five, four, three, two, Multiple one. choice. Is it A, speed skating, 
B, ski jumping. C, ice dancing. D, luge. Ice dancing. For one point. Proud to announce, I am finally getting to do the movie trivia schmodown. It's been a long time coming. This schmo wants in, man. Chris Jericho faces Kevin Smith in the movie trivia schmodown. Watch it at New York Comic Con. We have taken the best in movie trivia in the world, and we have placed them up against one another. The Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, you're watching a massive, massive match. That's right, the Schmodown Entertainment Network here on YouTube. Subscribe to us today. You can follow us on the Schmodown, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine. Look that shit up. I'm not messing around. Welcome back to Coming Up Next. Uh, my name is the vote, Brad Gilmore, joined by the lovely Jen Sturger. We are just kind of rocking out to our very fun and energetic theme song that we have there. Um, do you have you ever have you ever danced awkwardly in front of somebody important? Oh God, no, I can't think of offhand. Uh, I usually read the room pretty well, but I'm sure I've done something stupid. I went to a ludicrous album listening party a few years ago, and it was like only a dozen people in the room. And afterward, he started coming over and shaking everyone's hand and taking photos. He was like, don't ever do that again. Talking. Yeah. So when he came over to me, you know, the music was playing. So I did like a little like, you know, a little thing in front of him when he had his hand stuck out. You did the party favor? What was that? No, this is like, you know, swag, swag cooking. I'm cooking. You know, Lil B, wonton soup. No. Is that an old reference now? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. But any, any which way but loose. We're talking about our favorite segment. We didn't get to completely finish it last week, so we wanted to bring it back this week because we had so much fun. I saw the man himself, the namesake of the segment, in the chat earlier Whoa, today. what? Yes, he was in here. He popped in for a brief moment. His name he is... He wanted to see if we're talking about him. He saw our segment last week, and he goes, not going to lie, Jen, I thought I said all of it. <laughs> 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 the great Robert Gucciarini, a.k.a. Wow. Tom Dagnino, um, was joining us in the chat earlier. So we're going to do it again. We want to, we're going to read a quote. Jen or I aren't very sure, or we might be sure, or we don't know who said the quote. We don't. We don't know. But I have my guesses, right? Um, we're going to read the quote. Y'all tell us what you think. Is it Gucci or is it not? Is it somebody else? So we're going to read the quote. We're going to guess ourselves, and we'll just do it that way. The first one. If y'all are ready, here is a here's a lovely quote. Here it is. I see the term the world in terms of what I want to see happen, not what usually does happen, but what usually does happen is what I see happening. <laughs> is that is that Tom Dagnino or is that somebody else? Whoever it is, honestly, I think I want that quote like on a mug on on my wall it's somewhere. It's too convoluted. It's too convoluted. And by that logic alone, I think it's Gucci. You think it's Gucci? Let's uh, yeah. have Paul. Let's have Paul join us in on this one. I want to get your reactions to these as well, Paul Denuzio. PLD, the man himself, is that Gucci or is it not Gucci? That's got to be Gucci for exactly what Chen said. That's just it's just a wrap around of dialogue. I can't see anyone else actually possibly saying that. It's a bunch of really, really alphabet high. soup. It's alphabet soup. 
But yet it makes word the most sense vomit. in the world. <laughs> I Word see the vomit. world in terms of what I want to see happen, not usually not what usually does happen. But what usually does happen is what I see. Yeah, that's Tom Dagnino for sure. That's got to be Tom Dagnino. Let us see who it is um, as far as this goes. Paul, let us know, or I think line, it's going to pop up here a in a second. Who is it? And bottom line, you're a loser. <laughs> It it is the great Tom Dagnino. Of course it is. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, The next quote is, never show your plate to a person that's hungry. That's pretty wise there. Never show your plate to a person that's hungry. Not as convoluted as the last quote by any stretch of the imagination. Actually makes sense. It reminds me of the Lil Wayne quote, real G's move in silence like lasagna. It took me a long time to figure that out. Mm. But never show your plate to a person that's hungry. What do we think, Jen? I don't think it's Gucci. I, don't, I think it makes too much sense, honestly. You think so? What do you think, Paul? I got to think it's some kind of football coach somewhere. That's what I'm thinking. So you think I it's a football coach? I think it is. Or like, a fight, or like a fight corner man or something like that. Maybe a fighter. Right. I don't know. I mean, if anything, it sounds like something that, you know, another manager might say, you know, not Tom Dagnino, a Kaiser or, or, or yeah, you know what? I think even a rapper might've said this, you know, never it can't show, be no. Kai. It can't be Kaiser. Cause there's no mention of a circle K. So, <laughs> or like a pawn shop, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to go with, this is an off the wall choice. I'm going to go with, 21 Savage is the person who said this one. 21 Savage. 21 Savage. 21 Savage. You go to his listening party too and he was like, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see who it is. Was this Gucci or was it not Gucci? And bottom line. Oh, man. I got it wrong. Damn it. Okay. Okay. You know what? I mean, that's another, that's a great quote. You know, I really like that one. I really like that chat. Quote. Where were you on that one? <laughs> I know they weren't, they weren't saying it. So yeah. Okay. Everyone thought it was Gucci as well. Some, so someone what? thought it was Jimmy Carter. Someone thought it was, it was uh, Kaiser as well. Uh, most people thought though it was Gucci, but I agree with Corey Cameron in the chat. It's actually a great quote. I actually like it's the actually quote. A good quote. It actually right. made sense. Let's move on. Let's get it to quote number three. Okay. Here it is. The cool part about being famous is traveling. I've always wanted to travel across seas. Like Canada and stuff. Is that, is that, that's pretty dumb, whoever said it. But I think that it makes me, here's the thing. Like what Gucci said last week, I feel like they I could think all I know be who Gucci. This is. I think I know who this is. Well, is this, is this a it's quote you've heard Gucci. prior? Yes. It's from my, our, our Lord and Savior, our lady, uh, Britney Spears. <laughs> No, Britney Spears said this? I think it's Britney Spears. I don't Look, know. She's gone through a lot, okay? Some people are saying not Gucci, not Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. It's kind of split right now. So we might as well see. Let's just go to it right now. This is an easy one. Let's see. Is it Gucci or is it not Gucci? It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> it is Look, Britney. Don't ever question. Don't ever question my Britney knowledge. You we know, stand, that, we stand Britney in this house. That that uh that should have been the the real topic of well, by the way, phenomenal picture of Britney Spears. I mean, Britney Spears back in the day. Hall of Famer, right? But the 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 uh, yeah, right. But the the question really should have been Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. We should need to put that in the rapid fire next time. I got a hot take on that one. But let's oh, fight let's, you. Let's, let's let's move on to the next one. Let me get this last quote up here, or second to last, rather. All right, here it is. I've been wetting my appetite with a taste of success for a long time now. 
Is that Tom or is it not That's Tom? Tom? That's got to be Tom. Think so? Yeah. It reminds, it, just, me, it reminds me of the never show your plate to a person that's hungry. Yeah. But again, it's really a really great line. Like maybe a wrestler could have said that. Like I could see The Rock saying that. Rick Flair saying that. Obsessed. It seems it seems like a Rock or a Rick Flair kind of thing. What do you think, PLD? Yeah, I'm looking wrestler too. I'm looking like a Jericho kind of thing or something like that. Maybe a Bret Hart back in the day. I, I, if it's not on a t-shirt, Jericho didn't say it. That's true. You're right. Probably a good true. rule of thumb for Chris Jericho. He literally gets hot dogs that get tossed in the ring over. Okay. <laughs> very true. Very true. He, yeah, I, I know. I'm going wrestler. I'm going to go some kind of wrestler. And PLD is with me. You're saying Tom, Jim? I think it's Tom. All right. Chat is saying uh, Gucci, Gucci, not Gucci. Back me up, chat. Back not me Gucci, up. Not Gucci, not Tom. That's tough. I'm going to say not Gucci. This is tough. That's Gucci for sure. Wedding as a verb? <laughs> Someone put a, a question mark. Uh, let's see. Is it Gucci? Is it Gucci or is it not Gucci? And bottom line, you're a loser. There it is again. Jen, you're killing it today. I'm just not good at this game, I don't think. I just don't think I'm good at it. I think that he could say anything and he could say nothing. So let's get to our last quote. This is our last quote before we're going to take a break here. And then we're going to get to your questions on the Streamlabs, on the Super Chats. Make sure you send those in right now. Streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. That's streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. All right, our last quote. I guess I'm going to fade into Bolivian. Did you say Bolivian? I said Bolivian. I guess I'm going to fade into Bolivian. Is that, is that Tom or is that not Tom? Is that Robert Gucciarino or not? No. What do you think, Pete? Oh, man, that's that's a tough one because he likes to use countries. He likes to throw other countries in. Because he is like captain Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. He's, he's, he mentioned Estonia a couple of times. Oh, God, I, I got to go Tom on that one. I got to go Tom. So I'm um, looking at the chat, not Gucci, definitely Gucci. That's George W. Bush <laughs> or somebody. Uh, that was JTE and someone just shouted at me, South America. So let's see, was that Gucci or was that not Gucci? Here, someone said Joey from know, Friends. Might, Who is it? Where do you go from here, Mike? I don't know, man. I might just fade into Bolivian, you know what I mean? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was the great... Michael Tyson, the former heavyweight champion of the world. Mike Tyson is the one who said, I guess I'm going to fade into a Bolivian. It did sound cool. like JTE, though. It did it sound like JTE. It just goes to show you. This just goes to show you the gem that we are blessed with that is Gucci. Because he really does come up with some absolute bangers of quotes. He really does, man. And this this is our, our, our recurring segment that I always love to play. This is never going to get old, and I'm never going to get good at it. <laughs> One but day I, we have to get Gucci to come play with us and see if he knows if he even said it. That would actually be good. Maybe we should get him on a future episode. But thank you all for playing along with this edition of Gucci-isms. Was it Gucci or was it not? And we are going to be talking more coming up next. We're going to be taking your questions, your live stream lab questions. Please do it now. Do it now. I would do it for you. We'll be back with more coming up next. Coming up next. Well, well, well. If it isn't the Schmodown community. Well, well, well. 
it isn't the Schmodown community, if it isn't the fans, the keyboard warriors who sit at home in their basements, typing comments, posting their silly little polls on Facebook. Now it's promo time. You're looking at the promo master. Do you have what it takes to cut a promo? Do you have what it takes to come at the king? Because if you do, you best not miss. So send your best promo online. Send it into the show, wherever. I'm going to find it. I'm going to see it. And we'll see if it hurts my feelings. Good luck. <laughs>
And welcome back to Coming Up Next. It is I, the boat, Brad Gilmore, joined by Jennifer Sturger, Jen Sturger, Jen Decker. You know her by all the names, right? You know her by all the names. We're back here on Coming Up Next, and we're about to wrap up our show. But I think first we should acknowledge the greatness of Jeff Snyder. Jeff Snyder blessed us with his presence. He kind of put a challenge out there to everyone. He did. He did. You saw a couple weeks back, we're going to ask for your promos. For, for your uh, submissions, and now you have a target to send those into. We want you to go one-on-one. One-on-one is the great one. Mano y mano, which I recently found out doesn't mean man-to-man. It means hand-to-hand. Either hand-to-hand. way, we want we want you to go mano y mano with the great Jeff Snyder. You know him from the Patriots. You love to hate him. We want to see what your best promo is going to be, and we need you to send in those promos. So this is how you're going to do. 30 seconds to a minute. Eh, try to keep it 30 seconds, right, Jen? Probably 30 seconds. Yep. 30 seconds, 45 there's, seconds. There's, there's, uh, there's strength in brevity, guys. There is. Oh, I like that. There's strength mm-hmm. in brevity, ladies and gentlemen. And we want you to send those in to us, but not anyway. We have an email for it. Coming up next, mts at gmail.com. Coming up next, mts at gmail.com. We want to see if you can really bring the ruckus, bring the heat. It's one thing to have the movie knowledge. It's another thing to be the performer that is necessary to be successful in the movie Trivia Schmodown. Do you have any tips for them? You have, you have stood by and seen some of the great promos in the history of the movie Jimmy Schmodown, professional wrestling, football, the gambit. You've been around for it all. What, what, what to you makes a great promo? Not only that, I've, I've had the pleasure of stopping Jeff Snyder in his tracks. I don't know if you remember this. It was in the middle of a, of a post-match interview. I believe the exact quote was something along the lines of, Jeff, if the Me Too movement had an official costume, I think you nailed it today. And the <laughs> audience died so much so that we had to stop the interview and wait till everyone was done laughing that was one of those moments that i live for that i miss audiences for but that that just goes to show you a quick just a quick little wham it's all it takes and he and he genuinely had no response to it like he just kind of sat there like wow that just happened i thought he was legitimately mad at me for a hot second but even mark and couldn't keep it together standing next to me yeah, that I, re, I do remember that moment. One of the great lines, uh, maybe in the history of the movie Trivia Schmodown. But yeah, I think you. a good promo is is you got to have that that nice closing line that people are going to remember. But it's really all about energy. It's got to feel like it fits on a t shirt. You know what I mean? It's got to feel like it's uh, it's got to have the that's the bottom line because you know like that type of thing. Austin three sixteen um, says, "I just mm-hmm. whooped your ass." Right, yep, you need exactly. you need to have something. I'm not saying you have to have this divine spark. Do you smell what the rock is cooking, or how about can you dig it, sucker? Right, Amen. any of those. You Amen. need to find you need to find one of those, and you, and you really need to also though, you know, poke him in the rib, hit him where it hurts. You know, you heard my joke about him a couple weeks ago. You know, do that, do something similar to that. But let's let's see a little creativity and nothing. Like, don't go for the low hanging fruit. Like when people make fun of John Roker for being old. Let's let's find something that's really going to set him off and set him ablaze. But mm. we're going to send those in. Coming up next, mts at gmail.com. It's coming up next, mts at gmail.com. But I think before we, can't we go. wait to see what you guys come up with. It should be a lot of fun next week. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so great. Make sure you email those in and follow us on social media. We'll put all that information out there too. Jenna and I both will, as well as PLD, Paul Denuzio, of course, our super producer over there. Hey, speaking of Paul, we uh, know we had some Streamlabs coming through the show. Yes, Uh, We want to answer. We're going to always reserve a little bit of time here at the end of the show to answer those Streamlabs. So Paul Denuzio, PLD, the master of the man, why don't you read to us those questions so that we can respond to them? 
Gladly. Uh, just we had from the first part of the show, F James seventy two actually donated to let us know that we were muted. So thank you, F James seventy two. No, thank you so much. He's like, here's some money. Can you guys please get some microphones that actually work? <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you guys. We really do. Uh, then after that, D Train donated said, honestly, I think Chance has no chance of being double belted, mainly because I think Shazam will beat corruption for the belts. Because I don't think Kalinowski is going to hold his own, unlike what Bibbs and Meyer can do. We got to yeah. fight. We are going to fight. Yeah. Uh, I think you sent think that in, Brad. I feel like that's from you, and you're just trying to goad me. D Train, uh, you know, shout out your cash tag in the thing so I can pay you for that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but you know he made, he makes a, he brings up a great point about Mike Kalinowski because it really was Chance who got them across the finish line against um, John and Dan. And you've said that John hasn't been having the greatest season adapting to the virtual atmosphere. On the other hand, Brendan the Kid Meyer and William the Beast Bibiani have been having a phenomenal season uh, in this virtual atmosphere. Sure, Bibbs took the L to Liz, but that five pointer was nuts, right? So I think that it could very well be possible that come next week. Chance won't even have the opportunity to be double belted come the end of the year. It is a possibility. Whatever. What do you think, Hater. PLD? Hater. I think they both have a good chance. I think Chance does have a good chance, but I, I still don't think it's going to happen either at this point. I really don't. I think that Adam Collins might be the one to be double belted at the end of the year. He's on a run, Ben. He's on a run, baby. He's on a run. You know, I was with you up until the last second there, PLD. <laughs> so I was with you. you. You had me. You had me, and then you lost me. You lost me. What else we got? All right, we got the flying cow donating, saying once again, corruption won't even have the belts by the time we get to spectacular. That will be Shazam. Why is everyone hating on corruption? Put some respect on their name. Oh, I am so annoyed. I am heated. I am heated. I love it. I love it. I agree. I agree. I think Shazam. Look, I got love for Mike. I got love for Chance. No, Shazam. you don't. No, you don't. I do. I do. This I is got, you're just politicking right now. You're I just love. you're just oh. I, I'm, look, it's a, I'm I'm a loving guy. You know, I'm just full of love. No hate runs through these veins. You know, uh, if I wasn't called the boat, I'd be called the love boat. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, what <laughs> what else we got? Pld. <laughs> All right, we got a uh, Davlin again donated asking, "What was your opinion about the undercard announced today on SCN?" Oh, oh, right, right. Gray Drake versus Sassy Stacey Howard. I do like that enough. matchup. There hasn't been enough Stacey Howard in, in the show. You've always been a big year. proponent of her. Huge fan. I think that if Stacey Howard actually applied herself, like if she actually studied, she'd be one of the most dangerous competitors in the showdown because she's so good at taking a question and breaking it down and, and and seeing the most basic parts of it and going, all right, she just sits there. And I literally see above her head that a beautiful mind thing where she's just arranging all the movies she's ever seen in her life and going, yes, that's literally how she came up with that Beowulf question. Okay. I was in, I the, the roof of that studio was blown off when she came up with that. And that just goes to show you that if she applies herself, if she takes the time, Stacey Howard is an incredibly dangerous opponent. I'm really glad we're going to get to see Gray Drake too because she just hasn't gotten the opportunity to compete enough this season as well. It just goes to show you there's so much talent in this league right now that we're having trouble getting you some of the, the ones that you love a match. Yeah, Gray Drake is great. Uh, she's a fun personality, but she's another one who's very knowledgeable about movies. I don't know how seriously she takes the studying or the strategy aspect. Stacey Howard, you said if only she studied, uh, she has all the potential in the world. I think that that's probably the same for a lot of us when we were in high school. 
And uh, I don't know if I ever heeded my teacher's advice in that. So we'll see if Stacey Howard shows up to play. I think that she would be the favorite in this match. Uh, I would assume I would feel that. Like so. I would feel so too. Just because honestly, when you think of the when you think of the person that has the opportunity to be the biggest upsets in Schmodown history, you think of two people, Andrew Guy and Stacey Howard. Yeah, and, and earlier this year, that Eric Zipper match was crazy. It was one of the nuttiest matches ever. I think Frank Janish at one point said that it was his favorite match that he's ever witnessed in the studio. So um, I don't know. I'm always excited to see Stacy and Stacy and, and and Greg Drake will be a fun match. And I'm assuming you got corruption in that ma- in that title match. Riding with Stacy Howard on this one. You're riding with Stacy, but I'm saying you got corruption uh, versus Shazam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Okay. Okay. Paul, who you got? Uh, at this point, I'm going Shazam. Wow. What is shot, wrong shot, with you shot. people? Shot, I'm going to break shot. my chair. I'm like thrashing around in here so much. <laughs> well, you can't, it, stop, uh, you can't stop Bibbs right now. I think Bibbs and I think that Bibbs will take him out. And uh, I don't know about Chance. I mean, I don't know about Mike as far as holding up his end of the bargain at this point. Chance been carrying him. I think Bibbs and Meyer have been uh, a twosome to be, to be reckoned with. Absolutely. We got any more over there, PLD? We do. We got uh, one more, I guess, from J-E-O-H-2. Uh-huh. A twosome to be, to be reckoned with. What's good from H-Town, Brad, by way of the great state of North Carolina? Jen, what's your favorite, funniest, unplanned moment from interviews? Mine is Roka making damn break by calling out Ethan's Coke bottle glasses. Oh, God. My funniest, like the most funny moment from the Schmodown, not planned. Anything I have done with Josh Makuga, none of that is ever, ever planned. Him grabbing a podium and walking back into the frame and just going off, not planned. I never know what I'm getting with Josh. I basically just have to stand there and be a a human mic stand and just react to whatever he gives me and try to hang on. He is the wildest ride of an interview. I miss him dearly. Uh, congratulations to him and his wife. We're expecting a baby right now. Yes. But I got to I, I miss, I miss Makuga so much. I, I feel like we're still owed a Wildberries match. Are we not? We have to. We have to have a Wildberry reunion or we have to have some, we have to see them on screen together. <laughs> Good luck. In, Shannon's in ruined way. that for everybody. It's the one thing that I gripe about with Shannon. I was like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You had to do that. I know, but it was such a great moment. I had to break up moment. this spirit of the showdown. They really are. They are they could say if Wild the Schmodown had a mascot, they would Go do ahead it. What'd you it. say? Go ahead and say it, Brad. Wild Bears. Wild Bears. <laughs> had to. All right. Any more PLD? Are we good? That's it. We're good today. All right. Well, awesome. thank you to everybody who's been watching along with us live. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your folks. Tell whoever you can that coming up next is the show to watch on a weekly basis. Jen, why don't you let the people know where they can find you and follow you? At Jennifer Sturger, guys, on all the socials. On all the socials. PLD, let the people know. At Paul underscore Denuzio. Looks like we did get one more. Coming oh, in. awesome. I just I saw just, it, too. At the last second. Uh, movie Finobi, more Jen Sturger and Video Drew, please. You guys have great, fun, awkward chemistry. Hello, Boat, everyone. Have a great steam stream from Steve. Thank oh, you so okay. much. I really appreciate it. And, yes, I do miss Video Drew. She's one of those. She is not. Uh, she, while she's good in the moment. She plans a lot too, where she'll walk back and be like, so Jen, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, all right, you've just commandeered my interview, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love video, Drew. She is great. Uh, PLD, why don't you let the people know where they can find you? Uh, 
at Paul underscore Deduzio on Twitter. And find me on Call to Action podcast on a weekly basis, as well as on Action Industries, producing for Ben and Drew. And for my guy, RB3, check out The Meaning Of podcast. Check out First Cut. Do what you do. Help my man out. Watch, love, share, subscribe. You can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. Check out the Schmodown Rundown wait, on wait. this channel. Wait, wait, we got one more. We got one more. One, one, one got in right before the buzzer beater. Okay. It's, it's, we got to get this one last question in, right? All right. Where it is it? Did. I'm waiting for it from RB3. He's sending it to me, I believe. All oh, right. Man. Has my baseball game started yet? I don't think it has. <sighs> it's a fake season anyway. I mean, I'm a Red what? Sox fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. Okay. I'm just one big long preseason the next year. You sound so salty. A little so bit. Salty. A little bit. I'm not going to. Oh, lie. yeah. So it's zero, zero on the bottom of the first. All right. All right. Good. That's good. All right. Do we have, so we have one more? Do we, have we found There's it? One more. I'm just waiting for RB3 still to get it through. Looks like uh, any second. He sent it via carrier pigeon. Okay. <laughs> perhaps. Well, perhaps. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it here a few seconds where we might just have to answer it next week here coming up next. First we, thing first. Yes. First things first. So uh, no luck, PLD. Uh, no love, Alan Smithy. If you're out there, you want to send it in the chat. That's who it was because he mentioned it in the chat. If he throws it in there, it says sent. Let's see how fast your email works. All right, looking for it, looking for it. I'm refreshing, I'm refreshing, and I'm getting nothing. But <laughs> oh, there it is. Here on, all right, we got it. All we right, got it. we got it. It's gonna be Alan Smithy, also known as a director from the Action Army. Hey, Jen and Brad, love the show. Jen, you're awesome, but corruption is totally overrated. They're gonna be back at the bottom again soon. And I hear they all have really bad breath. And in studio matches, they're always forced to eat Tic Tacs. Thanks. That is slander. I can't slander. Think, I cannot think of a better way to end this show than on that comment and Jen Sturger having that reaction. For Jen Sturger, Paul Denuzio, PLD, the man behind the magic, Mr. R to the B to the three. My name is Brad Gilmore, and we will see you next week on Coming Up Next. Thank you all. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.